Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rendition Pod. Today, we're going to be talking about Alan Moore's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, now, I don't know about y'all, but in the early 2000s, I was a uh, young person uh, that was super excited to watch Sean Connery shoot a gun. So uh, that movie was great at the time. Uh, it's about a team of literary monsters uh, that get together um, and try to stop an ultimate world-ending bad guy. Uh, at least in the movie. Uh, and a lot of the book literary characters are all, you know, um, Victorian-era uh, English characters. Or um, in the case of the movie, we get Tom Sawyer. Fun. Uh, so, and then, uh, but, you know, uh, but the comic book, I think, is actually, as I've read it, is fucking wildly different. Uh, wildly different. Um, but you know what? We're going to we're gonna dig into that. We're going to see what's up. Um, so on movies, we get our Jude. What up, Jude? Good morning. Good morning. Oh my God. Uh, and then our on our at, uh, comic books, we got our ashes. How you doing? How you doing? Hello. Good morning. Um, so it is morning when we record this, by the way. So uh, you're welcome. But uh, yeah. So Judy, uh, babe, how was how was that movie? How'd okay. You feel? So to be clear, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen from 2003 is a movie. Mm-hmm. It is an adaptation of. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen mm-hmm. by Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill. No way. Um, and it's got uh, it's got Sean Connery in it, like you said. Yeah. Why though? Who the fuck is Alan Quartermain? Alan Quartermain is like Winnie Pooh for adults. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh for adults. <laughs> what? It's like in England, what? you age out of Winnie the Pooh, and then they give you Alan Quartermain stories. Oh, is that how that works? I was shocked by. I thought Alan Quartermain was an original character for the no for the movie, but no. I didn't know that. Yeah, classic. Um, Mina Harker's in it. She's a chemist mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah, and a vampire. She rocks. Yeah, I think she's the only member of the group, apart from Nemo, mm-hmm. that really does anything. Anything cool. To save anyone from dying. Yeah. Or to advance the plot at all. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of chemistry in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first scene, for no reason at all. And then in the second scene, to uh, figure out that uh, there was like photo bulb flash yeah. powder left behind. Oh, yeah. Anyways, okay, I'm, I'm getting a little hung up on <laughs> Mina Harker, but. Because she was the best. I don't know. Uh, which is a bad movie, very mm. bad movie. One of one of the worst of all times. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not that. It's not that bad, but it's very bad. Mm. Sean Connery, I've always despised for being boring and overrated. Mm. Uh, hated him as James Bond. Oh, wow. uh, literally everything he's been in. If it's if Sean Connery is in it, I'm like, I don't want to watch wow. that. He couldn't act wow. his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> it's also a woman beating yeah. asshole. So rest in piss. <laughs> you, he also in in an interview kind of referenced uh, hitting women, and then when given an opportunity to retract talk it back just double down on it so that that always turned me off i mean for those at home there is a super cut on youtube of all of his uh references of beating women so uh you know you know look it up yeah i th- there might actually be some of that in league of extraordinary gentlemen oh actually yeah yeah i've buried two wives countless lovers. why are all your wives and lovers dead asshole that's the first question <laughs> i asked I mean, Harker wants to join the team, and he's like, well, if you can't really fight, and uh, we're not going to fuck, uh, <laughs> yeah, they managed Connery? to work some of that in. He's bad. I feel like he read the script mm-hmm. of the movie, and he was like, this fucking rocks. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a stunt double in me, uh, doing a lot of things with furniture yeah. in this movie, yeah. and I'm going to get to do a lot of gun stuff. Right. Uh, he dies at the end of the movie. Great. 
We love that. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Sawyer, though, played by Shane West, who wasn't in anything else except for A Walk to Remember with Mandy Moore. Oh, yeah. Um, he was a good boy. Yeah. Uh, he also doesn't die in that movie. He, Wait, they, is they he kill related it. to Billy West? Or is that no, I don't think so. No. I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. No. Uh, but... Okay. Uh, in in like in that movie too, he also isn't the character that dies. Um, and he doesn't die in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, even though I wanted him to the whole time. Um, <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, you know what? Oh okay. no, worst no worst character, worst character in the movie, hands down. There is okay. no arguing that right. he is the Tom Sawyer. All of his lines are badly written and poorly delivered. On top of that, there's all this like dumb fucking exposition stuff with uh, like Sean Connery and oh, his well, guns. Yeah, that's his boy. And you know, Tom this... Sawyer and his guns, mm -hmm. and he's like, I can't always protect your boy, but I can. But I can fuck you because uh, he's English. So um, that, I don't know what that accent was. But, that, but the um, movie is a uh -huh. metaphor for colonialism. Mm -hmm. uh, Alan Quartermain represents the dying British Empire I at see. the turn of the 19th century, which mm -hmm. would signal kind of the rise of the American Empire. This movie uh, made by Americans, I think, yes. in the United States yes. is very much aware of that. And it's it's very strange that somebody took some Alan Moore material and wanted to do that with mm -hmm. this comic book adaptation. It still has the benefit of being a pre-MCU comic book movie adaptation. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're kind of covering comic book movie adaptation origins a little bit, kind of like in the pre-MCU universe. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. Which it, they kind of feel like pre-Haze Codes films in that way. Like before the MCU kind of codified what was acceptable in like a film franchise or yeah. in like in a comic book adaptation. Which I think is why we like clung to that. Like why we started in yeah. on that. Cause like we, all three of us have like a weird, like uh, love antipathy hate. for yeah. yeah. So yeah. But, it's, but all, it's also, it's also so strange cause it's pre V for Vendetta. Pre-Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. It's like, the first it's, Alan it's Moore. Again, it's again like like Hellblazer. Like what a what a strange comic book to choose to adapt into a film. Yeah, yeah. this is the movie that made Alan Moore want to live in a sewer. I'm pretty sure <laughs> so also, he, he legit he legit lives in a crib. Sean Connery want to quit acting. Good. I hope it made him want to quit living, but he wouldn't die for another twenty years. So damn. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. The, I would explain the plot of the movie, but um, it's dumb, so yeah. maybe I won't. Uh, oh, God. Oh, fucking. Oh, fuck. Okay, what? but just uh, just so people know. So yeah. um, it's the turn of the century. It's 1899. It's about to become... Mm -hmm. uh, the, the movie is very hung up on that, about the, it being the turn of the century for some reason. And the whole premise of the movie is that, like, James Moriarty, who is the phantom, who is, like, trying to foment very fiendishly behind the scenes a war between Germany and Britain and uh, create this powder keg type situation yeah, and he can yeah. get all of the countries and all the kingdoms of Europe to fight each other mm -hmm. and he'll sell them weapons. And that's what the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is conceived of to prevent. Right. So Moriarty is actually the person responsible for bringing the League together. He has another personality and he introduces himself. He says, people call me sir. Or M, and I'm like, okay, save it for your Tinder profile, Moriarty. <laughs> but uh, I do love Moriarty as a villain, though. It's like, all right, yeah. All right. He does a lot of very silly English running at the end of the movie. There are several shots where he, they just have him. He's running in just the most unnatural way. It just, the, it's very silly. It's hilarious. The Although I will say, as the movie walks. gets towards the end yeah. it, and falls apart more and more, it it does get funnier. It gets way funnier <laughs> at the end. There's about 20 minutes in the middle that are unwatchable, but the rest is just hilarious until the end. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what they all get together to stop. And this is like yeah, an alternate yeah. 
history type mm. thing. Um, there's Dorian Gray. There's the Invisible Man who's horny. He's horny. He's oh. running around naked all the time. Then we got that right. He, if you were an Invisible Man and you had to run around naked all the time, you would revert to like a a, a, a childlike, phallic, just, anal, fixated state, right? Well, uh, Which know, he does. That's actually does. pretty true to the book. This movie is yeah. so garbage. Okay. Like when they introduce him, he does. They have this very cool digital effect of him rubbing like I don't know, fucking. Grease paint. Carries, yeah, grease paint around yeah. with him yeah. all the time. And you're mm-hmm. like, damn, that's really cool, especially for 2003. Good yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. But the next time they want to show him on screen and indicate that he is not naked or invisible, they just have the actor covered in white paint. It's like a completely different effect. Instead of just putting and pants on yeah. him. Yeah, yeah just right. Be, like, yeah. Just put pants on him. Um, like, there's know. just like lots of dumb, shitty little cheap things like that yeah, yeah. Uh, in this movie. I did like that they added Dorian Gray. Like that character was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, but so M brings the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen together yeah. to prevent the Phantom from fomenting World War One. Mm-hmm. But in this alternate history, it, he wants World War One to happen. Mm-hmm. It, and they, I guess they stop that from happening. They stop the conditions of that from being created. Or is it to be understood that like 17 years later, World War One would happen anyway? <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't understand. Solid, I don't understand qu- what's going on here. Did they stop any World War from happening? Or did they just stop one from happening earlier? I think they just stopped one from happening earlier. Okay, like, well, like, what do you fucking do? Yeah, well, way to go. Yeah, way to well, go, assholes. Also, they they prevent nothing in this movie, no, by the way. No, the entire like, city of Venice gets destroyed. Just destroyed There's a giggles. hilarious scene where they're like, we're going to go to Venice, which is <laughs> just the, the most lazily... One of the most lazily animated parts of the movie, which sucks because the set pieces are kind of the only tolerable or enjoyable things about this movie. Oh, yeah. Nemo's like when Nautilus? Nemo's like, look at look at the Nautilus, it's the sword of the ocean. I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, yeah. and I can tell that this is the last cool thing in this movie. <laughs> and then they immediately take this gigantic 800 foot long ship to Venice. Yeah. And it's like sailing through the canals, which would just be impossible. It's completely. Almost, yeah, yeah. Just lots of shit like that. Yeah, and yeah. when I watch a movie, I don't think of shit like that. First of all, because I'm stupid. So <laughs> of all, I'm not an asshole, so I don't so I don't sit there and point out things yeah, like that. Right, but right. I was like, um, oh well, actually. <laughs> but um, it was so glaring. But, but, but Venice, <laughs> but Venice was just like Venice was just like badly rendered, tessellating versions of the same building over and over again, and it was like an American or an English person's idea of what like a Venetian fair or party would look yeah, like, yeah, which was just a bunch oh, of like gross aristocrats standing around in a town also, square. Why like, and I'm like, that's, that's not how Italians party. No, okay, first of all, no. most of these people would be sitting down, playing cards, smoking cigarettes. Drinking some wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Also, like, why is it that whenever Venice is portrayed, it's always carnival? Yeah, like, it's always carnival, and it's always like kind of dark and dusty. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. no, no, it's no, like no. How, it's like how if Mexico or anything in Latin America is in film, they just put a yellow tint Oh, on yeah, it. they put sepia. <laughs> okay, so sepia. they introduce everybody's Laugh abilities. Laugh all the extras and theaters. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> so they introduce everyone's abilities very... Very, 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 very boringly, to, yeah. for lack of a better way yeah. to say it. Except they, they introduced Tom Sawyer, and his thing is just that he's a white man. Like, honest to God, literally, <laughs> his he's just he's a, he's just a white man. Like Tom a, Sawyer works for the Secret Service. In this, I'm uh, a good boy, and yeah, I can shoot things. Yeah. Yeah. But when they introduce, um, though, the Mina Harker character in this is honestly kind of rocks. I don't know if it's just because yeah. she's a badass kind of evil lady vampire or her abilities are really cool. No. Anytime her, she's on screen, I'm like, Peter Wilson. That, I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say something scandalous that that is the one plus uh, in the adaptation corner, like the uh, movie adaptation corner. Because okay. in the comic book, she doesn't have uh, powers. Yeah. Uh, also, like, yeah, I'm just trying to like 
comfort myself. I'm just trying to comfort myself by saying that we're doing like a comic book movie origins thing now. Otherwise, I have to believe that um, you two fucking skanks are just making me watch all these like weird, (laughs) evil, early, kind of shitty aughts comic book movie adaptations because this movie yeah. fucking sucked this is such a bad movie okay first of all you picked a love in the time of cholera okay and then you a great like, book a great movie i'm <laughs> oh, gonna no. get through the movie <laughs> it's yeah, actually such a bad movie okay but so when they introduced dorian gray uh he's his thing is invulnerability not immortality necessarily but he's invulnerable and yeah. he gets he gets all shot up and he's wearing this like foppish gray suit because because mm-hmm. he's, he's dorian gray yeah and yeah. the the dude that he's just killed that just pumped him full of bullets mm-hmm. tears tears down the front of his vest and shirt. Yeah, how like do you, it's do, how do you have the paper strength for, for that? For some reason. Like, I don't and uh, you see his chest full of bullet holes and they're like healing up. And this guy is like, like what are you? Or like, like what's going on here? And Dorian Gray just didn't <laughs> like the in he's just says it's com-, he says, uh, I'm complicated. Which in the movie basically means I'm bisexual. Um <laughs> And then he just gets more and more cunning and uh, faggy as the movie goes on, honestly. Mm. And, uh, and and then they reveals that he's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, the, of co- yeah. the one queer-coded hero is yeah. uh, the bad guy. Right, um, right. Very 2003. I'm sure Sean Connery wouldn't have been in it any other way. He's like, oh, we have to make the the, the, the fruity little gay character has to be the, uh, <laughs> the, the bad guy. That's a really yeah. bad Sean Connery that accent. Was, I don't know what accent. that was. That was good. But yeah, that so, was your Alan Moore accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was my Alan Moore accent. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so they the whole city of Venice ends up getting destroyed. The mm-hmm. Nautilus, the only cool thing in the movie that I care about, this the, yeah. the sword of the ocean gets destroyed. The dopest uh, thing, just, yeah. Yeah, I think 80% of Venice just gets fucking knocked over. Um, mm-hmm. And... They they prevent the breakout of World War Zero, uh, but they just seem kind of incompetent, and it sucks. the the last The bit, last bit of the movie is like at the secret weapons factory in Mongolia, mm-hmm. and oh god, uh, and that's just like an extended bad action scene that could have been ended much sooner. Also, they they show a scene where the Invisible Man is like partially visible because his like skin is like roasting off so he's like part hot dog he's like <laughs> he's like oh that's the last time i'll ever play with matches and i'm like and that's he's dead now he dies shit. now but then like later in the movie he's like i'm uh, fine i'm good cheerio <laughs> uh he, he gooses me in a harker at one point in the movie's like haha like sexual harassment's very funny and <laughs> this movie okay i'll i'll get to my fucking bit about this movie okay, here now. Right. I'm sorry. Oh, and then, and then oh, we can you're going to get to the yeah, bit? I'm gonna, okay. Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, no. So, uh, at the end, James Moriarty has rightfully killed Alan Quartermain, who deserved to die. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Tom Sawyer is there, uh, who also deserved to die, but did not, because this movie has no sense of justice. <laughs> and Sean Connery's character says, this century has been ours... And the next one is yours. It, the British character to the Tom Sawyer character. I think they're alluding to Century, like the second part to the League of yeah. Extraordinary I Gentlemen. Think, I don't think Century was published yet, though. Oh, really? Oh, ew. oh yeah. Okay. No, so it was just, it was just Century, like straight up like Century a. Century was published to like 2012. Yeah, okay. it was just straight up like an imperialism thing. Like this, yeah, this yeah. movie like really valorized like the colonial efforts of the English Empire, mm-hmm. and then at the end made a nod to be like, and then this great American century that's about to roll out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Quartermain is living in Kenya at the start of the movie. And yeah. I guess he's just unconditionally beloved by 
the natives there who are all depicted as kind of like faceless, uh, barefoot savages, basically Mm -hmm. extremely problematic uh, depiction there. Mm, This movie has a very unnecessarily rosy view of English colonialism, which by the way, like uh, 400 years of uh, incalculable suffering and destruction all across the planet. Mm -hmm. Right. And I understand it was 2003 and kind of, media hadn't really cracked open that book right yeah and i didn't expect this uh kind of dudes rock movie <laughs> to capture that at all necessarily but i want to what did strike me what movies. did strike me was whoever made this movie mm-hmm. reading the source material and then just kind of opportunistically wanting to wedge that in there yeah like well, it just okay. seems very so unnecessary. I, I feel like they like they took the overview and like all of these yeah. characters are actually like imperialist. Like yeah. uh, like yeah. Alan, that's whole that's Alan Quartermain's like fucking shtick. Uh, yeah. but but um I feel like in the in the actual comic it's it's more there is that, but they're more than that. Like yeah. they give them like that's not the point of the fucking story. They're not yeah. glossing over that part. Like you see some terrible shit. Yeah. But yeah, like but that's it, Alan's more thing. There's commentary. Yeah, there's but, commentary. Yeah. But like in the movie, they're like, oh, heroes, you know, yeah. like it's uh, yeah. we got to we got to yeah, I kind of feel like this is varnish. sort of like a bit of the prototype for this reminds me of Zack Snyder reading Superman and being like, wait, nothing can kill him. He's the most powerful being ever. Like he should be in charge of everything. <laughs> and then he makes like fucking fascist, angry mm-hmm. uh, Superman. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. This movie has some of that too. Uh, it was marketed as LXG, which I think is hilarious. No. Like all the like a lot of the posters and a lot of the old marketing stuff was LXG because everything in the early two thousands was like X. like really sharp. Yeah. It was like about a lot of, like a lot of sharp things in the marketing yeah. and like explosions and like um, kind of pre grim dark type. Yeah. Do you remember marketing art? You remember triple X like that font? Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's the, exactly it, what yeah, I was yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, exactly okay, what it okay. what it was with LXG. Yeah. This was one hundred percent a dudes rock movie because mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of the like uh, more colorful stuff about the characters focuses on Tom Sawyer and Alan Quartermain, who are the like crusty, dustiest, mm-hmm. fucking boringest characters in the whole fucking movie. <laughs> I'm gonna adopt and it's always you. them like I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show you how to shoot, boy, uh, and. Uh, yeah, it's just a, it was just a movie for <laughs> dudes who made jokes about there being a salad bar at Ruby Tuesday in <laughs> 2003 to go watch with their uh, large, I, wet sons. I feel like that is probably the most accurate thing. Yeah, uh, and this that, movie does yeah, that. I'm sure okay. it was great for that yeah. reason. Uh, I remember thinking this was a Guillermo del Toro movie going into it, <laughs> and I'm so glad that it wasn't because... No, he did, he did Hellboy. Yeah. That was his... Yeah. His, oh, no. Also, the, like, the, the cinematographer the and director of this movie like really boldly asked the question, like, what if we... What if the movie opened on the scene of a chimney falling apart? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the whole 10 Brilliant. seconds of Brilliant. the first 10 seconds of this movie, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. I'm bored. Rely I'm entirely yeah. on your CG team. Yeah. Um, and um, then the the movie ends with a witch doctor in Kenya chanting incomprehensibly in the middle of a field, and he starts a fire, and uh, lightning strikes a rifle laying on Alan Quartermain's grave, setting it up for a sequel. <laughs> awful, awful movie. Dog shit. Yep. Dog shit movie. Although, like, the sleek, like, fight scenes of it, like, kind of like the cadence, the yeah. quippiness, yeah. the, like, dialogue that is sort of written for anyone to be able to, like, quote yeah. kind of the way that you can insert oh, yourself into a lot of the yeah, characters yeah. and, like, the slick kind of frictionless Very, action scenes, right? Mm-hmm, That's, mm-hmm. like, so proto-MCU. Like, yeah. that was, like, yeah. the, yeah. Wait, when did Spider-Man come out? 
2001. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I feel like or 2002, we're, I think, because I had getting, to edit out the. We're getting into that vibe of yeah, like fantasy, fantasy action yeah. films mm-hmm. that are less goofy and more mainstream. Yeah. And like, yeah, no. Yeah. I, um, and I'm not. I'm surprised League of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or LXG, excuse me, <laughs> wasn't more popular because it had that ensemble cast. It had like something for everyone to identify themselves with, right? Too much. Like, though. why wasn't this the smash? Because Spider Man was just like one dude. Yeah, and he was like sympathetic and okay. You know. As as much as we want to like make fun of mainstream audiences, yeah. like I, I feel like they can still sniff out yeah. some serious bullshit. Like so, it, like this, yeah, this movie is just bad. It's just yeah. bad. Like it, it doesn't have. It, it was universally panned. At it the time really was. Also, still. one of the one of the weird like most recurring criticisms I see of it like from the time yeah. was that it was too violent and it needed a more restrictive rating. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like this There's is like nothing going on in this here. This could be G rated, like oh, except for all, the, except for all the misogyny and uh, racism yeah. in it. But, but you know, but yeah. there's no rating for that. True to the source material. Yeah, and also <laughs> subtextual <laughs> homophobia too yeah. with Dorian Gray. Also, they included Dorian Gray. Like they specifically yeah. put yeah. Dorian Gray in when the Invisible Man was actually the traitor in, yeah. the, in the comic book. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like why? Like there's no because it's easier to make there's Dorian Gray the queer coded character a, than it is the Invisible Man. There's, there's a, a passing reference to Dorian Gray just in like a background scene in yeah. the comics, and that's it. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. When I bought the uh, when I bought the uh, like comic book, uh, I bought the omnibus that had like uh, the Mars arc and the Moriarty arc, and on the cover. Uh, it's got like a portrait of them all and there's a mirror in the background and I thought that that was going to be Dorian Gray but it's actually just portraying uh, Jekyll in the mirror and then Hyde uh. is like this big like Hulk oh yeah thing. that was really dumb too Yay. that poor bastard the, poor, yeah. the actor that had to play that whole character oh my god they steal the <laughs> they steal the serum they steal the Jekyll and Hyde serum and there's a guy that like he's like okay well I need to I need to fight Mr. Hyde because he's here and he's, he's like one of the baddies and yeah. he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna drink some of this so I can turn into a monster too and he just like splashes it all over his face <laughs> he takes like an Erlenmeyer flask of it and it's like, <laughs> like, a, like, a, like an aftershave yeah. yes yes and I am ki- and I as I was watching that happen, I was like, no one watching this <laughs> thinks that the serum works like you take more and yeah. you become more monster, right? <laughs> but that's how this fucking dumb shit piece of shit movie works. And I was like, they're going to make him, they're going to make him huge. They're going to make him. Yeah. They think that You're, if you drink more of the transformation yeah. serum, you transform more somehow. Do you remember the Eric Bana Hulk Yes. Yeah, you remember yeah, with the, the yes. abomination, yes. and he's just uh, yeah. Like yeah, I feel it's a bit like, like that. Yeah, yeah, really poorly animated, like yeah. uh, kind of like PS One graphics right. monster comes out that they have to fight. Uh, that was kind of brutal, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, ter- yeah but ter- like, yeah, Ugh, yeah, God. like example. So like, you yeah. take the hero that's got a monstrous thing to him, and like, oh, he's the antihero, blah blah blah, yeah. and then somebody else has access to it, and you're like, oh. He can't handle it because this person is yeah. actually so amazing that they're able to contain the monster, you know? You know, um, Dorian but, Gray is the only... Okay, yes, that's so fucked up. But also, Dorian Gray is the only character in this movie mm-hmm. that, like, canonically gets any pussy. And they cast him as sort of the, like, evil, cunning, homosexual, right? Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
don't love that because it's in the, the movie is really hung up on him and Mina Harker banging like that. Which gross. is um, did a I, fucking fourteen year old write this piece of shit? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, I did yeah, like it but then Sean Connery me. is like hyper masculine. He like the, the only thing he ever says to Mina Harker is like to nag her basically. Yeah, and yeah. He just spends all his time making doe eyes at Tom Sawyer, and I'm like, that's the gayest shit ever. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like uh, I do like uh, her with Dorian Gray a lot better than I like her with Sean Connery as Alan Quarterman because that's that's. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's uh, Alan Sean Connery smelled like aftershave, beer, okay, I'm, I'm, and like I'm he had just taken a shit all the time, <laughs> and that was like the peak of masculinity. People were like, "How do I? How do I capture that? I want to smell like talc powder, shit, and whiskey all the time." And, <laughs> and they're like, oh, "They're like women are gonna want to fuck me all the time." That was like a hundred years of yeah of of masculinity mm -hmm. leather and saddle uh, anyway uh, <laughs> talc powder baby. and doo-doo <laughs> doo -doo. um but yeah so um that's uh and he was diaped up on set <laughs> yes i mean he was 71 diaped so, up yeah you dipe up yep uh that really like maintained the musk i think yeah. uh, <laughs> anyways <laughs> anyways um yeah all right so that amazing movie um y'all go watch it it's amazing um don't go don't go watch it <laughs> don't especially watch don't go watch it on amazon prime four dollars four dollars why did we trade why did we trade the money for that movie uh, i couldn't believe it what? i was like <laughs> Jeff Bezos, this is the most insulting thing yes. you've ever done. Yes, we deserve to suffer as a country because four we traded we, we traded dollar rentals and family video for four just the four four dollars is the base now. Yeah. Four dollars is the base if you want to rent something yeah. on Amazon Prime. When you could go to Family Video and rent six movies for that amount of yeah. Like a month. Yeah, yeah that would get you very far at family video or blockbuster and you're already out of the house all right so you could get snacks yeah. you could pick up some talkies you could get a blunt wrap there's usually yeah. a little caesars attached exactly. yeah that yeah. too that yeah, too. that's how that works that, too. that was a good business if model you absolutely have to subject yourself to this movie my advice would be to pirate it yeah just, just get out of it. Just, just lie. Plenty of if you need to, <laughs> if you have to watch yeah. this with someone, just just I, lie to them. I have it on DVD. Uh, of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> do you even have of course a DVD you do. Zach, looking I looking do, at you. I do. Looking at you, Zach. <laughs> I have it on DVD. Um, it's like okay, early two thousands. Me bought a lot of DVDs. Like I thought I was gonna collect like all the fucking me movies too. ever. And so yeah, it's uh, it's in there. I, I have had the it. saddest fucking DVD collection when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Hotel Rwanda, Watchmen. Godfather Part what? Two. What? Uh, <laughs> I was what? like, I was like, these are films. I know a lot about film. What, what other weird shit movies did I have? Oh, Collateral, which was really good. I liked Collateral. Collateral is super good. Loved I, having that movie. I had Inside Man, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, uh, Ooh, I had the Matrix and the Animatrix. I was so fucking proud of my Animatrix DVD. Uh, For friends would come over and I'd be like, Yeah, shut the fuck up. You want to watch Animatrix? <laughs> cool, good. Well, Let's I go. I've always had impeccable taste and yeah. been very yeah. cool, so yeah. I can't relate to these stories. Did you ever have DVDs? Yeah, I had Suicide Club and Amelie and Waking Life. Amelie's good. Oh, Waking Life. Cool. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I had Penelope. Life. And uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, I did not have very cool movies. I had like action fantasy movies. I had some that's, cool. That's I had some cool anime. Pretty on point for me, but I had some cool manga. That's cool. Grand Teacher Onizuka. Yeah. Is that? Am I allowed that, to talk about that? Yes, but first Naughty. we're gonna move on. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, uh, anyway yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ash. I love GTO, but um, I, yeah, don't, no. I didn't mind even a little. Nope. Why um, don't you just like? I'm gonna. I keep. I feel like I keep letting me finish. 
you know. Let me let, <laughs> let me fin- let me finish. Let me finish. Anyway, I'll let you finish. Beg for it. Uh, okay, Ashley. Anyway, um, so darling, um, you're the one that suggested this this week. Uh, so you got the happy end of the stick. Yeah, uh, I mostly yeah, I mostly just wanted a, an excuse to reread League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which I hadn't. I've only read once before. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I loved it. I kind of forgot how much I loved it. And I think after Century, there might even be one more arc out that I haven't read. So I'll probably be going to my local comic shop sometime Mm -hmm. this weekend. There's a Nemo. It's a Nemo arc. Yeah, Uh, there's a Nemo trilogy I haven't read. But then I think there's also maybe even one other main arc that I've missed Mm, in my my years since I am no longer. Well, well, you said there was the, the Black Dossier, and then there's... Yeah, there's Black Dossier, and then there's Century, but then I, in my research, I, I saw that there might have been a, a book that I haven't read yet. Ooh. Okay, I gotta look I for that. I don't remember the title off the top of my head. I've got to look for um, it. The one thing I would say I was struck by that I already know, knew going in, but I kind of forgot how prevalent is the casual racism and casual violence against women... Oh, yeah. Like, Especially, I, I mean, there's violence against men, too, and there's sexual violence against both genders. Yep. Um, Man. So be aware of Jesus that, reader. Jesus Christ. Yeah, when I first, yeah, like... if you're going in, it's, uh, it's not... And it doesn't really hold any punches in those regards, so... No, I started reading it, and I was like... Oh, oh, okay. All right. Every five pages, Mina getting like assaulted. <laughs> threatened with uh, rape. And- <laughs> just threatened. Yeah. No, like, um. Or just threatened with violence. Yeah. Threatened with. Around. Or prostitutes getting killed. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. But like, it, like, I don't know how to explain this. Like it. So it's a lot. But it doesn't. It doesn't glorify it. And like, okay, it doesn't so, feel gratuitous either. No, weirdly. no. And like, they don't put Mina on a pedestal. Like that's the thing. It's like Mina is a normal ass person, and like her main thing is that she can group together a bunch of monstrous assholes and keep them in line. Like that is that is yeah. her shtick, which is like pretty true to the Dracula story anyway. Like because that's what she did well, with all. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry. Uh, skipping through a like a, a bunch of plot just to get to the only part I care about. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. One of my kind of favorite arcs is when like she and Hyde are discussing that she doesn't hate him. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, maybe it's not because he's like, maybe it's because you're not afraid of me. And she was like, no, I'm I'm very afraid of you. I promise. Yeah, and he's like, maybe you know, it's not that. Then it's that you've met someone worse than me. And she's like, yeah, I have. Basically, <laughs> yeah, huh. yeah, which is, yeah, like, like, oh my god, her treatment of Hyde is really cool to me, and I do like, I love, I love, like, yeah, she like, he like invites her to call him, call him by his first name, yeah. and, and then she does. I mean, obviously, I'm all here for the like Beauty and the Beast, no heroine, the... big monster guy mm. art. Okay. I'm all about the. And it's not even, I don't even want to say romantic relationship. I'm no. just all about no, they're their, just... their kind of interaction because I think that the way they interact says so much about, like, what makes her the best leader for yeah. this group. Absolutely, yeah. Like, one of the first instances is, like, he's uh, going on a temper tantrum and he grabs her hand and he's, like, squeezing it and she's, uh, and Quartermain's immediately, like, oh, my God, put her down. Ah. And she's, let me, like, let me defend my precious flower. <laughs> my flower that I'm going to pretend I don't love. And then... Yeah, <laughs> this is a really good, I mean, this is a really, this is such a good read coming out yeah. of just 
having listened to My Fair Lady. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, with that old man love, yeah. Kind of, and kind of being on the kind of being on the like uh, I don't know like pattern we've been on recently. This is kind yeah. of like the the culmination of so many types of stories we've been talking about. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's all it's all tropes and characters and and like it's all. But like, yeah, and then she just looks him in the eye and she's like, that's not necessary. Please put my hand down. Uh, and like, and she's like, oh, you treated him like a person. That's amazing. I love, I love that trope. I love that trope of just like somebody is big and scary and you just like treat him like a person and they're like, oh my God, that's all I needed. Thank you. Um, but uh, that, uh, he, uh, he still is uh, a horrendous monster. Oh yeah, no, the he's the worst. not shy away from that in any way. Yeah. I love that. And it is weirdly one of those books where like, yeah, there is rampant uh, sexual violence, violence, mm -hmm. racism, xenophobia. But again, none of it feels it doesn't feel gratuitous. It doesn't feel like it's there for shock value. Mm. No, and they don't necessarily. And nobody fully gets away with what they do. Like that's the thing is like I don't. At least by the end of the uh, of the Mars arc, it's like, oh, okay. All right, everybody. Everybody eventually gets theirs. That's that's interesting. Okay, but um, like also, there's, there's not any real true heroes. There's no. no one's like in like no one's like a Superman character where they're just like a morally upstanding yeah citizen standing up against the Lex Luthers of the world. Like everyone's a complicated character. Everyone mm -hmm. does mor morally reprehensible things. But may maybe save Mina. I mean, she's. She's a pretty good girl. She's yeah. a great main character. I yeah, love she, her very much. Yeah, she's she's pretty Ew. good. So the movie just pushes aside all of the more interesting characters to center mm -hmm. Tom Sawyer and yeah. Alan Quartermain. Pretty much. Ew. Yeah. Also, while like making a bad guy out of this like unnecessary like gay character that they put yeah. in, which was fucked to me. Like it's yeah. just this what comes to mind here and you talk about remember, the I remembered he was in the movie, but I did not remember that. Yeah, he was a huge he was a huge part of the movie. Yeah. What what comes to mind you talking about the comic books is a line from the movie where Alan Quartermain is talking to at the Invisible Man mm -hmm. and he says he says uh something like I knew you were a liar when you told me you were one because it seems like you're a really kind of a hero now. <laughs> which is yeah, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> like like they like the movie has to fluff up all these characters to make them palatable like none of them n none of them can be irredeemably yeah, they're making bad them or more flawed in, or even just ambivalent they're making yeah. them more into outcasts rather yeah. than like actual like these are yeah like i don't know i don't yeah. know but alan quartermain is unimpeachably good he's never done anything wrong so so is a tom oh, Sawyer character oh. the, 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 the invisible man the invisible man gets redeemed ugh yeah, but then in the like comic books, yeah. Uh, when you first meet Alan Quartermain, he's an opium addict. When you first meet the Invisible Man, he's raping girls at oh, a boarding school. Oh God, Jesus yep. When you Christ. first meet Hyde, he's killing prostitutes in Paris. Yep. Oh no, not the. Yep. Oh God. Uh, and then oh yeah, yeah, okay. Nemo. God, it's it's. I love. I mean Nemo. Uh, I love Nemo. Nemo just, he was an I anti. Love Nemo too. Everyone, I mean, everyone out here, hear me loud, hear me proud. Nemo is. Nemo. So great. One of my yeah. favorite Nemo moments is him and Hyde um, are kind of on like a, a, a side mission together. They're on a side quest. Yeah. And yeah. this is during the Martian arc. They're con contemplating blowing up this bridge to like stop the invading forces. Mm -hmm. And Hyde's like giving Nemo shit. He's like, 
oh no, all those innocent lives. How can you consider this? And Nemo's like, fuck you, don't mock me. And then he's like, and he's like, at the end of the day, you know, they're just in a hide to just what, just humans? And he, and uh, Nemo responds, no, they're just British. Oh, uh, yeah. See, like, and I was like, a little, a little no, revenge. So much. That's the Captain thing is, Nemo getting his revenge. Well, that's the kind thing is, he's he an went, he anti- very critical yeah. of British colonialism. Oh okay, yeah, good. no, good. that's his main good. thing. He kills like they they compare his body count to hides, like because he. Yeah, yeah. Jesus no. Christ. So, uh, so this sounds like a lot of classic Alan Moore and also early aughts, like just being as edgy and shocking and yeah, possibly kind of. revolting as possible for for its own sake. I don't love that. Uh, I'm glad the movie. I'm glad the movie. Sake. The I'm, thing is, I don't think it's for its own sake. Again, yeah. I think it it all feels. Yes, yeah, intentional. It feels like they could have made uh, yeah. maybe softer choices but it doesn't feel like outside the realm of the story. It doesn't okay. feel shoehorned okay. in. Well I'm, glad th- I'm, well, I'm glad the movie managed to at least leave like the gratuitous, like kind of uh, instrumental violence against sex workers out of the, yeah. out of the movie. Yeah. That but was... that would have like definitely given it like an R rating for sure. But, oh um, yeah. 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 Although, I mean, that's what Hyde I mean, does in the books too. Yeah. 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 Um, I loved like reading this and like uh, picking out all these characters that I had read. Like these are all characters that I like, I love, I, I fucking love Jules Verne and Dracula and like, uh, there were even a few that I hadn't read, which was dope. Like, uh, like a lot of the Elise is a huge like I, w- I was I was born in the wrong decade type girl, but she <laughs> means like. <laughs> no, that's no. why I knew Elise was gonna gonna fucking love this because yeah. I, I mean, it's basically and at the core of the story, outside of all the like zaniness and alternate history and kind of steampunky fun stuff. Yeah. It's basically an ode. It's basically a love letter to British literature. Yes. Yes. And. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew you'd, you'd I, it was this. for me. It's for me. Yeah, Jude. I'm sorry you got the short end of the stick on this one. Um, I had. I mean, like I said, the end was hilarious. <laughs> it kind of was. <laughs> but uh, oh my god, it was good. Like um, and the artwork. I mean, okay, so the artwork is good. Story, yeah. um, the artwork is not just good. The artwork is a master class in in like it comic re- book theory. Yeah. Um. I'm not a professional in comic books by any mean, but I have studied and read and created comics and the panels are simple. Mm-hmm. They don't try to do anything too crazy in terms of orientation, mm-hmm. but they are beautifully laid out. Um, always dense and filled with all kinds of environmental details oh yeah like the um, background characters and, the, and scenes they're insane like i yeah well, and then it's also like it's like alan moore and, and kevin neal or neal like writing also a love letter to the comics of their youth and the kind yeah. of serials and stories of their youth in the black dossier um there's actually like a, a tear out pair of um 3d glasses and you're meant to read part of it with the 3D glasses on because oh, you're in the world. Dope. Um, so it's like, you know, and it has like the like the Black Dossier is just like such an incredible like physical book. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely recommend if you're going to read it to read it physically over digitally mm-hmm. because it has like these little little like inserts and things printed on different paper and different colors of paper and it's it's a real like. Um, like physically satisfying book to read because it has just yeah. all these little details that they've really 
yeah. thought about and it, it is I don't know I just I love the experience of reading it the, it's, uh, it's, it's such a joyful process I know like uh, the text uh, the texture of it you're just like fuck yeah the omnibus comes with a uh, a numbers game like a fold out like numbers game and it comes with a short story about <laughs> Quartermain before Mina shows up and it's mm-hmm. like yeah, that's in the Trade too. Amazing. Like, but not what? The, the, the numbers game wasn't which is Oh, mm. it's it's super cute. Uh it's like, oh, uh, you're on Dr. Moreau's island and plants are eating you, go back two spaces. Um oh yeah. Also <laughs> Dr. Moreau is in this and it's and he's got a fucking menagerie and it's amazing. Um but yeah, no, I was I was really excited about it because it was it was a lot grittier than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be just fucking as fluffy as the movie was, uh, just as goofy and fluffy. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then you meet, and then you meet the Invisible Man, and you're like, what the shit am I looking at? Like, what? Okay, all right. <laughs> that whole arc is so, so like it's fucked. But if you were to well, I guess it to also someone, the source material is kind of fucked too, though, as far yeah, as the Invisible Man goes. Yeah, actually, I I do like the modern uh, the interpretation that the yeah. Invisible Man Ugh. is kind of a rapist. Like, I, I, I so like, I, it sounds like the it sounds like the comic book stuff really pushes against really pushes back against like the valorization not only of like British imperialism and mm-hmm. colonialism at large as ideas, and also kind of pushes against the uh, kind of the heedless canonization of these characters, yeah. right? These kind of like uh, systemic flattening of them yeah. into uh, kind of like story book like type things anyways, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. And does it sounds like the comic books do some interesting things adaptation-wise in that mm-hmm. regard, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the movie resists all of that yes like just yes it really reverts bl- entirely like, like it no yeah this is and alan moore said that he's like always hated comic book movie adaptations yeah he doesn't understand why a comic book needs to be made into a movie mm-hmm. right he's like because i just it's a don't visual medium yeah exactly he's just made. like i don't understand well, it. He's what, just like, i mean what alan moore understands and i was actually even thinking about this last night while reading um is like every story is subject to the medium through which it's told Mm -hmm. and every medium has its own like tropes and ways of telling a story that you can either break those rules you can lean into them you can do different things Mm -hmm. but ultimately like every story is the product of the way in which it's told and so therefore like i kind of agree with more like Oh, for sure. Why adapt a comic book? But also, like, I feel that way about animation. Like, why do Mm. we need a live-action avatar when the animated version is Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of it's, like, cynical cash grab stuff. And I, right. yeah, I wish we had like, I feel like Alan Moore really called it. Like, we we don't understand where we are now. Mm -hmm. Because now the comic book movie adaptations, like, aren't just soulless, cynical things. They also kind of, like, have political agendas. Mm Mm-hmm now too uh, they serve as like propaganda also which we've griped a lot about on the podcast before yes, so i'm not going to yes. go into that yeah. but he was that was like a very prescient warning like we were really yeah. messing around yeah. with some powerful magic yeah. when yeah. it came to considering comic book movies as films right and right. i think like the sam raimi spider-man adaptations yeah. like have like a tenderness to the source material yeah. Yeah. and like this like playful adoration of the medium mm-hmm. right yeah. so it like manages to be completely separate but also respectful of the original thing mm-hmm. whereas league of extraordinary gentlemen was like a 
just a gross kind of broken mold sort of of the original. Right, right. It kind of just uh, like oversimplifies, resets, sets it back to like uh, kind of like Greek gods. Just uh, a little bit, yeah. Like further yeah. telling it and telling it and telling mm-hmm. it to put these things on uh, on pedestals yeah. and um, to get out of it. Which is so like, funny. Which is so funny because that's essentially what ends up happening in the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, is like they're they're known as unpersons and people don't even believe they ever oh. existed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so funny. it it is kind of. It's kind of weird how the characters themselves comment on that kind of experience. It's interesting. And then their their treatment in the movie adaptation actually weirdly kind of plays with that. You know, okay, so we picked this. uh, Ashley... Like pick this, and uh, mostly because she loved the comic book, she knew what I would love. Because there's and a hint of monster fucking. Yeah, and there's just like the, there's there's <laughs> just the barest just, possibility you know, of the, the, just the you know just the just the dash. Yeah, just to sprinkle. Uh, everything you've well, suggested, I mean, everything you suggested so far has like has fraught hot girl monstrous thing pairings in it. <laughs> You're not supposed I, to call I out fail, the commonality. I fail to see any, fail to see any problem but, with that. But okay. anyways, we've, we've, anyway. we've, we've hit a lot of marks on this episode anyway. in the rendition bingo. Yes. So we, we're, playing, we're playing bingo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, well, yes, I, I knew this would hit. I knew this would hit our bingo card. Yeah. On the British. Uh, we could talk about colonialism. Yeah. But like, <laughs> so we get this. We get uh, like all of these things like coming together and it is actually the perfect example of what this podcast is like it's it's characters from literature that have been taken into a comic book medium uh and then it's been taken into a movie form yeah so i don't know anyway it's got layers, it's got layers. Yeah. so anyway thanks for listening to today's episode we love you a this lot. is a great suggestion by the way it Ash. actually was yeah. i loved it yeah great uh, idea yeah um <laughs> so yeah on that note um thanks for listening we'll see you next time we- Bye. Bye.